Hey, it's Amy. Thanks for listening and being subscribed to the Bobby Bone Show podcast. Now, this episode I'm about to share with you is an interview that I did on my show, Women of iHeart Country. It's a weekly show where we showcase women in country music. And this week, my guest was Tennille Arts. We talked about her new song, Back Then, Right Now, and she performed her number one song, Somebody Like That. We also talked fashion, growing up in Canada, her new album, and what it was like landing her first number one this year. So that's all coming up in this episode. Be sure to listen to Women of iHeart Country every weekend. Join us. Just check out your local iHeart Country station, or you can search Women of iHeart Country on your iHeart Radio app. But here you go, a special edition of Women of iHeart Country with Tennille Arts. Let's go, girls. Play it loud. Give it up for women of iHeart Country with Amy Brown. In studio now with Tennille Arts. Hey, Tennille. Hey. Okay, so I'm very curious. Uh, what do you do first thing in the morning to get ready for the day? Um, I drink a glass of water. I don't drink coffee. So that's like been a new thing for me. Too much anxiety. So I cut out coffee. Um, I wake up, drink water immediately, get in the shower um, and start getting ready. I like to get ready. My mom was always like, I got to put my face on. So I always try to get ready so that I feel like I'm, I'm good for the day, you know. Yeah, there is something about that. Sometimes yeah. <laughs> if I realize like, oh, it's been about five days since I've gotten ready, I wonder why I'm feeling a little out of it. So yeah. I can I can support that with your mom. Okay, so let's talk about your new album, Girl to Girl. <laughs> it's out now. And you co-wrote each of the 13 songs. But you also said that there's two different ways to listen to this album. So can you explain the two ways and what that means? Yeah. So basically, when I was looking at the track listing, which if people out there still care about track listing, um, to me, it's a huge part of listening to an album. And so basically, I realized that a lot of these songs were from way back in my past. You know, they were kind of who I was back then. Um, so that's at the bottom of the playlist and at the top is like where I am right now. So you can listen from where I am now to back then who I used to be, or you can listen from when I was like my earliest memories to where I am now. Okay. So I want to support you on that too, because Adele was just talking about this yeah. not too long ago where she, you know, had recently put out a new album 30 and she was talking about how the order of it was so important that you listen to it in order. So some streaming services were turning off the shuffle option. So that way people didn't even have a choice mm -hmm. to listen to it out of <laughs> order. So you're, you're on the right track. Now I'm about to play your song back then right now. And the lyrics talk about things in the nineties, like disposable cameras and burnt CDs. Now you were born in the nineties. If you could bring one thing back from that decade I want to know what it would be I think landline phones I just think there's something about like laying on your bed talking on the phone and like you have one number for your entire house like I don't know there's something so special about talking to people on a landline I just love it yeah <laughs> I think that I could maybe appreciate a landline phone I like a cordless landline though so that way maybe I could walk around but I remember as a kid having to like go in my pantry with the cord yeah. to like hide from the west rest of my to hide from the rest of my family so they couldn't hear my conversation. And disposable cameras, you know, they're from the 90s, but they're back. They are back. You know, I actually, before we ever really put that in this song, at the beginning of the year, before I'd written any of these songs, 
I bought like five disposable cameras and I was like, I'm going to take pictures throughout the year. I don't care what they are, just like random stuff throughout the year. And I'm going to get them all just um, developed at the end of the year to see like what I did and just see what funny things are on there. So um, I'm here for the disposable cameras. (laughs) Yeah. So if you're looking for a fun gift idea or maybe to do something, yeah, for yourself like this holiday season or next year, disposable cameras where it's at. All right, you want to play your song now? I would love to. Okay, well, I'm going to play it back then, right now, by Tennille Arts on Women of iHeart Country. I could use a little back to my roots. That's the truth. I could really use a little down. So down a little bit of look back on Studio now with Tennille Arts, and she's got her guitar with her. And I'm looking at this bedazzled pink guitar. It's so shiny and it's beautiful, and it looks like it's like you probably bought it somewhere and it's very expensive, but you're like, nope, this is my quarantine project. So walk us through how you did this guitar and why. So I I don't know. I have I haven't had time at home in a really, really long time. So when the pandemic hit, I had just gotten back. I actually almost got stuck in London for C2C Festival over there. Um, And so when I flew back, I was like, I'm going to order a guitar. I'm going to bedazzle this thing. I know I've at least got two weeks of quarantine, right? Everybody thought it was just going to be two weeks. Um, So I sat down and um, started bedazzling this thing. You know, I just have a glass of wine, put the office on and and start bedazzling. And uh, it took me, ended up taking me two months, almost 9,000 crystals. And it was a very big job, but it's, it's held up. That's I haven't awesome. lost a single one yet. <laughs> and I would imagine a project like that is also therapeutic. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's literally when people are like, what is your hobby? I just I do crafts like stupid crafts. I don't care what they are. You know, even if I end up throwing them out, it's just like very therapeutic for me to just like sit down and do something mindless like this. <laughs> Love it. Okay, so you wrote somebody like that with two other women, Allison Cruz and the tracks producer, Alex Klein. Where did the inspiration for the story come from in the song? Well, I had just gone through like the biggest breakup of my life. I had been with this guy for like nine years. It was kind of crazy. Like from the time I was like 15 years old. So it was a like my first like real breakup. And I had written so many songs about it, like I was tired of writing breakup songs. And I also feel like just throughout that process, it was so therapeutic that I got to the point where I was like, I'm ready to look for something new. And I just sat down with Alex and Allison and we were just talking about that and and talking about, you know, what are some great relationships that we can look up to that would be the ideal guy, you know, the ideal situation. And, you know, we talked about our parents, our grandparents, just great couples around us. Like Allison had just gotten married and I was like, just tell me everything. Like, I want to know what I should be looking for. And we just, we went into this song talking about, you know, just all the different ways that you can meet somebody and the different ways that it can end. But if it's something really special, you have to fight for it and make it worth it. And if you do that, it's going to last forever. And I've seen that happen. My grandparents were married for like 65 years. So um, I know that that's real and that's what I wanted. And that's what I was looking for. Now the song did hit number one, but it took 70 weeks to get there. (laughs) Was there ever a point where you were like, um, it's just going to stop climbing. It's not happening. I mean, I celebrated every single milestone because I mean, you really just don't know. Um, there's so many times where, you know, songs make it to top 20 and then they just don't go further and you never really know why. And so I was just 
literally celebrating every single milestone. I mean, when we got in the top 10, it was like champagne every week, you know, like just celebrating because you never know when that when that is going to peak. Now, this just popped in my head about the guy you wrote it about who you were with for nine years. And you have this song on country radio going number one. Is he aware of this situation? That um, it's about him or he inspired it a little bit, at least the breakup part? I mean, maybe the breakup part, he, he might know that, but I feel like it's more about, you know, the future guy. And I actually did end up meeting somebody like two months after I wrote this song. So I feel like I kind of manifested <laughs> the, the person I was looking for. <laughs> Love that. So when was the first time you got to play it for an audience after it went number one? It was actually here in Nashville, um, you know, whiskey jam, fun time. And I had, you know, never really played the song other than before the pandemic. When it went number one, this was my first time playing it out. And I got super emotional on stage because everybody was singing along and I had never, ever experienced that before in my life. And that it's like a dream come true as an artist to be able to like point the microphone out at the crowd and be like, sing along and they know every word um and it was really special that was like something that I feel like I've dreamed about my entire life well I'm gonna have you play it now so people can sing along in their cars <laughs> if they're listening right now or at home if they're streaming us or whatever so let's let's play it here's Tennille Arts performing her number one song somebody like that on women of I Heart Country I've seen pickup lines and dive bar strangers slow dance. I've seen happy hour two for ones turn to one night stands. I've seen neon rebounds and late night drunk dials. I've seen that Cinderella fairy tale go up in cigarette smoke. I've seen two hearts bet it all and still end up broke. The real thing won't be easy, yeah, it might take a while, but I want that all in falling, keep the fire burning like the first time, feeling no matter what, if I'm gonna love, I'm gonna remember mama walking down the living room stairs and daddy saying with a smile that's my girl right there they've had the share of ups and downs and i saw the best and the worst and the work and the worth it to get to that all in falling keep the fire burning like the first time feeling no matter what if i'm gonna love i'm gonna Women of iHeart Country. 
All right, so Tennille, you grew up in Canada. How did you get into country music? I mean, country music is surprisingly huge in Canada. Um, and I grew up in a small town in a province called Saskatchewan. And, you know, my family has a wheat farm, so it, it felt really natural to just love country music. And that was all we ever listened to on the radio. I started singing along with, like, The Chicks, Martina McBride, Faith Hill, um, everybody like that. And, and one of the first songs that I ever performed out for people was... Um, Blue, Leanne Rhymes version, but also Patsy Cline. And so I really dove into some Patsy Cline. So I bet it was pretty funny to see like a little eight-year-old girl singing like, like really heartbroken songs um, by Patsy Cline. But I just, I fell in love with the storytelling side of that. And I find that every other genre of music that I love listening to, the songwriting is still like the main focus. Well, I think it was 2009 that a YouTube video went up um, and got some attention. You were performing Taylor Swift's 15. Mm -hmm. What happened with that video? And then, I mean, this is all kind of before you moved to the U.S., but talk us through that. Yeah, my, my first trip to Nashville was um, when I was 15 years old in 2009. And after I put up that YouTube video, uh, a manager here called my house phone. Speaking of landlines, <laughs> um, called my house phone. I don't know how he got our number, but um, he talked to my parents and he was like, I really think you should bring her down to Nashville and we'll just like see what happens. We'll get her writing with people. And obviously that was like super exciting for me. <laughs> um, and so that's how I ended up in Nashville for the first time. And so that was over 10 years ago. And I've just been coming back and forth ever since until I finally signed a publishing deal and moved here when I was 21. Yeah. And, you know, Taylor put out her version of her music, Taylor's version. Mm -hmm. Do you have a song on there that she's redone that's your favorite? Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm a big fan of, of the Red Album with, like, Holy Ground and, and songs like that. I'm just, like... I don't know. There's something about that. I know that was a very transitional time for her. She was kind of in this in-between phase, but I feel like that music is like some of the most vulnerable. Yeah. And have you watched the music video for All Too Well? I have. <laughs> All 14 minutes of it? No. I mean, she's a creative genius. That's just, it's so cool to even see like more into her mind of what was going on at that time in her life. I just think... Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I keep checking like Jake Gyllenhaal's Instagram to be like, oh, where is he? And then I feel bad for John Mayer whenever she puts out her version of Speak Now. I know. Because, dear John, dear man. John, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's going to be uh, a rough one. Um, so speaking of Instagram, I see you on there and you're always looking so cute. You look adorable oh. right now. I love your little brettes and your you. hair. Where, where do you get your fashion inspiration from? Um, you know what? I... Just anything out there on Instagram that people are wearing, I'm always like, where can I find that? Where can I get that? I love to just um, shop online and look at, you know, pieces that they put together. I'm very like monochromatic most of the time. Um, and it's it's just been super fun to play around with with fashion. You know, I have a great stylist as well. So we're always like playing back and forth with each other of like what's new and what's fun. And I like to take risks with with fashion. I think it's it's just the most fun. It's like another way of expressing yourself. Do you have a, a cool person that's ever complimented your outfit and you've been like, OK, yes, goals. Um, let me think. I mean, Oh, um, 
I guess I did a festival with Kelsey and she she commented on my clothing, which was super cool because I'm like, she's, you know, she has the coolest clothes too. <laughs> yeah. Kelsey Ballerini definitely yeah. has, you know, her her fashion statement too. I would say if I think back to I did something one time and Karen Bearchild was there and she complimented what I had on and I was like, okay, I can die now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. <laughs> yeah. Like Kelsey and Karen, yes, yeah. they both are fashion goals. Um, what's your favorite song to perform live? It would either be the song that I performed on The Bachelor, I Hate This, um, or somebody like that, just because those are the two songs that I feel like really introduced me to people. And I Hate This is kind of like this sneaky little song that um Every show, I'm surprised at how many people are, like, belting it out. Um, so that's really cool. And then, obviously, somebody like that being one of those songs that I can put the microphone out in the crowd. It's just really special. And people, you know, have been supporting me with that song. And so it just means a lot to get to play it. Now, you mentioned The Bachelor. And you performed on three separate seasons. Yeah. Any chance you'll go back for a fourth? I don't think so. No? <laughs> I think we're closing the ba- Bachelor chapter um, in, <laughs> just so I don't become the, the Bachelor girl. <laughs> but it has been so great. Um, performing on that show has, you know, gotten my music out there to millions of people. I mean, that show is, is massive, and it really started it all for me. I was a completely independent artist when I went on the show the first time. What about 90s country artists? Like, who's your favorite? Um, I would say the chicks or Shania. Yeah. Yeah. You're all Canada girl. I know. Uh I just, I mean, really, when I think about Shania, um, when I was, you know, 15 years old researching how to get to Nashville, I saw kind of how she did, um, the path that she went down and how she came to Nashville and, and really made it here first. And that was kind of something that I idolized and wanted to kind of follow in her footsteps with. So. Yeah, I'm a big fan. What about covers when you're performing? Do you do any in your set? I do. Um, I actually got to re-record a version of Wide Open Spaces. So that song is super special. <clears throat> Sorry. That song is super special to me because growing up in the middle of nowhere, you know, having our wheat farm, it was like I had all this this space, but I really wanted to be, you know, in the city and, and, and making country music. So um, it's kind of that that story about a coming of age story. And I think that's really special. If you needed advice, I mean, and this could be even legit someone you could call or Mm -hmm. even just like a dream, a dream of someone you (laughs) could call. Like if you needed advice from a country artist right now, who would you hit up? I would probably call Terry Clark. You know, she was, she's also um, an incredible Canadian female artist. And she, after we had the number one, you know, she was the last Canadian female to have, a number one in the U.S. And so she was so gracious, invited me over to her place. And she was just telling me all about her story. And, um, you know, we were the same age when we had our first number one and all of that. So she was just very open about her story. And uh, I would definitely call her anytime I needed something. <laughs> now, when it comes to hitting the road, what can you tell us about your two major tours that you have coming up? Well, I get to go out with Dirk Bentley in Canada. It's been like two and a half years since I've performed in Canada. So I'm very excited to go home and go across the entire country and see family and friends at every show. Um, and then I'm also getting to go out with Scotty McCreary. So it's going to be fun. Um, I just love being out on the road. And those are two guys that I, I really look up to. So I think it's going to be a good time. Oh, yeah, it'll be so fun. <laughs> yeah. Both of them for sure. Now, I got a little deeper question for you regarding your album, Girl to Girl. What is one thing that you hope that anyone listening to the whole thing, which, by the way, you need to listen to it in order. (laughs) 
she explained at the beginning of the, of the show that you need to listen to it from start to finish or finish to start because it's in it's in an order. It is. It, so it's important to do that. But what's your hope that someone takes away after listening to Girl to Girl? I hope they feel less alone. You know, I wrote this album kind of like a, a big sister. I just wanted to share what I've been through, you know, and I know that there's going to be people older than me that listen to it, people my age and people younger. And I just, you know, I think as an artist, it's our job to share what we've been through. And there were a lot of songs that I was scared to write because I was scared to open up about those things or put them in there. And, you know, because I knew people would ask questions about them or whatever, but I just wanted to be as open and honest and as real as I possibly could be. Um, and that, that starts with literally the last song on the album called Growing Old Young. And it's about the things that we go through as, as kids, um, you know, in our households or, you know, being bullied at school, whatever it is, those are the things that make us feel like we have to grow up a little bit faster than we wanted to. And I think everybody's kind of got that one thing that they can say made them feel like, you know, they had to grow up and, uh, that was really important for me to to put this in this album. And that kind of just starts um, the whole vulnerability thing because I just share everything else that I've been through. <laughs> well, girl to girl, thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. <laughs> well, thanks for hanging out with me this weekend, Tenille. And for all of you listening, you can follow Tenille on Instagram at Tenille Arts and definitely check out her song Back Then Right Now wherever you listen to music. We are women of iHeart Country.